Okay. Ready Hi, again? Hey, here we go. How are you? You good? Yes, really good. Um, refreshed and lots of nature time after being in Tasmania. Um, That's nice. Elements, yeah, a bit different from Sydney. So, mm. yeah, come on. I'm back. sitting here by the fire actually today. It's freezing up here in the country. Ooh, so, it's got a nice real and cozy. You got the real firewood in there. And yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah. It's nice and cozy um, up here. Yeah, cozy. Like, see, this is the thing though. You say cozy, but really, is it that cold? Like, is it? You've just been in Tassie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I'm from Ireland. Like, oh yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's seven degrees here, for instance. It's twelve o'clock at seven degrees. Pretty cold. That is cold because it is a different temperature as well. Like, it's not like seven degrees Irish seven degrees. Like, our seven degrees would be like twenty. Yes, (laughs) you'd have your cosy on. Definitely, bikini, rocking out in the shopping. Um, Right, so today, here we are. We're talking. We're doing prayer and intention. As today's theme. Yes. Um, I love the way you came with this because you were like, Lou, let's do intuition and then prayer and intention because they really mm. link in quite well. Um, and like not to scare anyone off, prayer is prayer. Like I, I had a bit of um, uh, disassociation of my religion for a good few years, maybe a decade or so. Mm. And I was like, prayer? No, not doing, not praying. Mm. not having anything like that in my life like after having this catholicism hammered into me since i was mm. born and turning to prayer like it was it was almost like a, um if you sinned you had to go to prayer it was like a shameful association you know yeah. like um go and say your rosary for confession go and tell the priest what you've done and um like you go to your confession and you just have a wee list written down oh i hit my brother i told my mummy no um mm. I stayed out late you know like the shittiest things to confess and you had mm-hmm. to say a prayer after it and it was like I never got into the prayer side of um like being thankful or mm. just saying prayer for the sake of prayer it was always yeah, you've like, like linked it in test. with um sin kind of in a way yeah low vibrational feelings mm. yeah and um, and I like I would be praying if I had an exam in school and I said oh, god please help me pass this panic prayer <laughs> Like, yeah, panic present. Yeah, they're never good. Yeah, like what panic prayer? Hello, like you're sitting there in this like <laughs> shit, crap, falling apart. The park. Um, it's a really good place to go in prayer, is it? No, <laughs> no. Um, so now I have a completely different approach, and I must say I've only brought it back into my life in the last year. Mm. Um, and because I'm, you know, you're mindful of these practices and what they're for. Um, but prayer for me is it's, it's great. It's mm. refreshing after mm. being a Catholic and going from dear God, um, you know, reciting this um, prayer of just words that you don't understand in a different, yes. almost foreign language. Um, mm. And I remember hearing something actually. So there's all the religions, but every religion, um, the prayer has a four four beat. So there's a rhythm to the prayer mm. and when so when you're saying the prayer it's in this sort of vibrational frequency which is where the power comes in and um, mm. when you're in a group setting mm. that you feel like if you go to church anywhere for any religion you feel that you know that high wow there's something in, that tangible here um the energy yeah, yeah 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 um but now um the practice is toned down from that um mm. do you pray do you pray every day I've been getting back into prayer a little bit. I, you know, like I think it does have that association. Even the word prayer has that real association with, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, like set religions, um, Catholicism yeah. or Christianity or whatever, you know, there's prayers in, um, you know, every religion in the world really, like um, organised religion is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm. So in that sense, yes, I, do, I have been praying silently, you know, in my head, mm. but, you know, and it's funny you talk about panic prayer because I often use prayer when I'm in a dilemma. <laughs> So instead of kind of being proactive with my praying, yeah. um, I usually kind of um, lean on it a little bit more when, um, oh, you know, I really need some guidance or, you know, I think it's also different to asking. It doesn't have to be asking for something. I think prayer is nice. It's sort of holistic in the sense that within one prayer you can be grateful for the things that you have. Mm. Um, you can state things that are, state things, you know, that you wish, um, ask for guidance. So it's kind of like this um, – it has lots of different facets to it and I think you can use, not use prayer, but you can utilise it um, mm. for all of those things, which I think is nice, as opposed to something more specific like setting an intention, which I think is kind of linked, yes. um, whereas setting an intention is much more specific. And I do like prayer because it has sort of that, um, sort of like an umbrella over the top of all of those types of intention setting or manifesting or yeah. um, even affirmations, which um, we're going to talk about as well. So, yeah, I have been getting a little bit more into prayer, but like I said, Lou, I need to actually get more into praying um, when things are good too. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Being I've thankful started, and yeah. grateful. That's the, that's the main thing. You've got to come into it on an um, appreciation and gratitude level because, um, you know, you, you wouldn't think to do that. Like, really, I remember starting with the gratitude journal years ago when this was like, bring gratitude into your life, you know, 10 things a day that you're grateful for. And I would be writing it, writing it down until it became this practice to me that I just became so grateful for everything around me. And, you know, this is the, the sort of the vision that I see the world as. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the prayer came in and it would be like the first sentence of the prayer is thank you for dot 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 thank you thank you thank you and a few thank yous down the line and mm. then ask something um, mm. and I just do my head every night and um you know talking about you're in the dreamscape a lot with um your world mm. and we have our shamanic practices and we know that going into the dreamscape is a is a healing space and you can ask for um prayer in there before you go to set what experience you're going to have that night mm, and that's I will right. use, yeah I use the prayer for that so I use the prayer to mm. ask oh can I have a deep and restorative sleep um even if it's a short sleep you know we've got kids and they're up and mm. all that palaver, but um get in or maybe I'll go in and say can you give me some healing um of the mind or of the heart Mm. Or um, and it will like it, like I say it's always following the gratitude and it's always mm. following the um, appreciation so that it's that high frequency and it's not um, when you're when you're operating from low frequency it's it's not going to bring you anything that's it mm. simple end off you know manifestation mm. attraction law of attraction um like I was just saying to you I got into everything that was changing who I was as a person through the secret and I remember buying all of my friends a copy of it being like it was so popular when it came out yeah yeah and I was like this you know there's another way of living your life my god you can just sort of ask for things Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) sounds so simple yeah just do it um (laughs) But that for me, like, you know, I send you, I've got a real bugbear with it now because it mm-hmm. skipped the main step of hang on. If you have shit going on with inside yourself, how are you going to bring in other things? Mm-hmm. How are you going to bring in this high frequency when you're sitting there operating on fear and worry and panic and despair? Mm-hmm. Um, and then expect to have this high frequency life that you're manifesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 
there's a mismatch there. Um, and I just said to you, like Wayne Dar, um, he's great. He's got a few great books about all this kind of thing. And he's saying that you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. Mm. So if you're going into the panic prayer and you're thinking, oh, God, like, please, please, please. Even the please is is a, um, like a begging. <laughs> yeah, it's a notification that you're not deserving. Yes. How can you expect to be deserving of this, whatever you're dreaming? Mm. Please, like it's it's a thank you, thank you. I'm there. Thank you. I have. So true. Mm. And you'll just know yourself if it doesn't align as well. Like you've like things like this, as well. Like the secret was a lot of quotes and a lot of you know bring it in and ask, believe, receive. But it it really skipped out the shadowy part of of, Mm. of experience which is just mm. what is it about yourself there that you don't like and that you have actually brought into your life yourself? You know, how, mm. how are you going to turn around and, and address that? Um, because in a way, your prayer and your intention and your way of living is bringing that into reality. Mm. Um, and I don't think there's enough discussion around that to say, guys, you just got to work on your shit first and clear that. And then yeah. hang on, you, get to this, you get to this frequency that you operate on as your day-to-day life not just to go to once a week when you're feeling you know in touch spiritually or you're feeling like once a month you go to a retreat you know and that's a great time you've got to live this day in day out that's exactly it's right <laughs> it's much more holistic I think than just um you know this simple act of you know ask ask and you shall receive kind of thing and I think the reason that people don't believe in this stuff is because it is um, sometimes put out in those type of like major publications like The Secret or mm-hmm. um, what's that other book, The how the Course in Miracles or whatever. Oh, yes. Um, and I think those that simplistic kind of view, if you are not kind of already in touch with yourself on a spiritual level, you know, you ask for something, you don't get it. You're like, oh, this doesn't work, you know, and it's mm-hmm. really, it really isn't that simple. And I think you you brought up an important point about the gratitude, which, you know, we just talked about. I think that coming from a place of scarcity or not having enough and this kind of like, I want, I want, I want, um, is not going to get you what you want. You know, you have to, um, you do have to look at that shadow side and also look at what you're manifesting or, you know, even unintentionally from that shadow self, you know, mm-hmm. you're maybe creating situations um, constantly for yourself where you're trying to learn about the shadows but you're you know, not able to recognise it. So yes. turning around and facing that is, is super important. And I think when you, when you set intentions too on that note, you, you, you have to know what it is that you want. I mean it sounds yeah. silly but um, you have to use, you know, your intuition, which we talked about in the last podcast, and make sure that what you are wanting or what you're wanting to attract, that you can become that, like you just said before, um, but also to make sure that it is for the highest good of yourself and the collective. Mm-hmm. So setting an intention um, cons- and, and considering all of those things um, is sort of really important. And then I think the next step is identifying and removing um, limiting beliefs that will block mm-hmm. that happening. And yes. the main one, which is sort of like the the one inside everything is believing in yourself so if you don't believe in yourself when you're setting these intentions or trying to manifest um you know that is a huge part of I think um creating your own reality and Mm. um and manifesting or whatever you want to call it but if you don't believe in it and you don't believe in yourself or trust yourself like we talked about before then um you know, it's not going to happen. And then you also have to kind of let it go then once you've set the intention, let it go uh, out into the ether, surrender to it and um, lean into the faith 
that, you know, that what will come to you is the right thing and not, not trying to control it, which I think a lot of people do. Yes, it should flow with ease, like everything in your life. If it isn't flowing with ease, then it isn't for you as well. Like a mm. lot of divine timing comes into that too. Like if you're going to ask for a Porsche sports car and you've got a family of five, like why would you have a sports car? When are you going to get to drive that? And when are you, when are you going to get to mm. enjoy it? Mm. Um, but I think with the intention too, so like prayer intention, very similar. So prayer this is my sort of belief of it the prayer is um it's listening and communicating and being at one with the reality but then it's like the acknowledgement of god you know something of source of something higher there and it's sort of a clues in the word in you know you're going into yourself and it's like you have the power like i say power so i'm going to say that because a few friends and clients say to me what's power power um (laughs) superpower Um, it's a superpower power superpower um (laughs) so um intention acknowledges you as the source of that part which then Mm. in a spiritual Mm. sense brings it into hang on this the the god particle is in all of us like we are god Mm. so it's recognizing yes if you if you have the faith which is a real good um sideline of prayer i have to say by the way Mm. and the faith that people get um like I watch older people especially like my granny and you know they have their she goes to church regularly and that um link between her and the church for all these years got her through some really hard times and that's where the prayers are just coming in and the power involved in them but mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. one step beyond that like with intention that that's within you like so that and that mm-hmm. self-actualization and realization is a wee bit scary too like we said that about intuition you know like once you realize that Mm. you have to come to terms with looking around and saying okay what can I bring in and it's like if you look at your life and it's all these um departments like finance family career um travel you know all these different things and you look at what you've done in each segment you can you can really get down to the nitty-gritty and see right intention in that area what am I going to bring that up to and it, it's mm. all big steps towards it and, and yeah like you say as well so you letting go and letting it flow naturally with ease mm. is is the natural state of your life you know you mm. don't have to push and force and so much of us are really used to that um, momentum through life that we need to push and we need to drive and we need to go here and we need to do this and we mm. need to work hard and we need it doesn't and that, work that's that control part. really you know that's controlling yeah. it yes and that 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 angle of it is that when you come into yourself and you find your wholeness and your oneness when you're within nothing really matters you already have all that you need and mm. you can appreciate where you're at and and your centeredness as the creator of your world and mm. um, and then but then that's when you can harness the intention and you can harness it and you can manifest really quickly mm. um i want to talk about it in a negative sense just as a way where i it was a lesson for me because i've gone through all this stuff and you know i'm very in touch virtually and i was talking um to a friend about rolling over i don't know if i said this before but i was talking about rolling over on my ankle um when i when i was pregnant and then um I said I haven't done it in a while and lo and behold the next week I done it mm. and, and that was just me I put the spell of like the words my mind associating with that intention and I just made mm. it happen and it hadn't mm. happened in years and yeah it was you know there's there's ways where it can happen but then look at look at the smaller sense of like oh you haven't um you haven't been to a place in a while and the next thing it pops up somewhere and there's like oh there's a deal on this holiday you can come here and it's like you're by your intention and the effort that you put into that intention you've got to be very focused as well Mm, mm. clear on it 
Um, so if you just have a bypass of a thought of, oh, it'd be nice to go to um, Spain for a week. And then the next thing it's, oh, your families are like, oh, we're going to go to Spain. Mm, mm. Um, you know, these things, like whatever focus you put into it and whatever drive into that initial intent, and how long you spend on it too. Like you can go mm. in the meditation, you can spend five minutes um, imagining your life and how you want it to be. But if you're sitting in there for two hours and you're feeling it and you're smelling it and you're sensing it through every cell in your body, things mm. are going to happen a lot quicker for you than just, you know, casually on the sidelines thinking, oh, wouldn't that be a nice life? Or wouldn't that Yeah, be nice that's life? right. And I think when you do, when you set it like that and you are kind of setting it quite firmly and you know exactly what you want and you've decided it's for the high good and, and you actually go ahead and set the intention, that's when I think it's the important time you know, set it firmly, but then let it go. You know, I think there's, you can go too far the other way and try to control things too much or even mm. in life in general, if you're not setting intentions, trying to control your life, you know, you're not yes. allowing this natural process of um, intuition and uh, intuition and synchronicity, you know, to happen and, and to notice those subtle energies and then to be guided by those to then set intentions and, and set you in that direction. And the opposite to that really to me is not setting any intention at all. And, you know, passively just letting life happen to you. And, um, you know, I do feel that a lot of people do that. A lot of people that I see around me do that. And um, I think it is important. Intention allows you to steer yourself through life in the direction that you want to go. And it's done in a very uh, gentle way where you are allowing energies around you also to um, feed into that and guide you so yeah it's 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 nothing that you kind of want to control and on the other hand you also don't want to do nothing if you know what I mean yes um and I think when you set intention you are in a way programming your brain you're you're sort of not going around being programmed you're programming yourself to um to yeah steer yourself in the right direction you know that's right for you at that time in your life yes that's and, it also. yeah the time and you know you can yes. be you could be asking for, um, you know, people want children and you could be saying, oh, I want my my family. But if you're knee deep in about to get a promotion at work, are you are you really there? You know, you've got mm. to be really honest about things in yes. your life and the yeah. places that you've landed um, and why you're there and what you've come to learn from it as well. It's a whole reassessment of your mm your existence that you need to find out okay have I got everything out of this all the value that I have am I ready to go there um and then you know when things do go wrong like say you know you have kids and you lost your job and you know you're in this bad situation again there's things to learn from that as well so it's not Mm, just um, the doldrums like you know your intention was there and you've created it and there is a lesson in that for you um Mm. and you can move forward from it but you know, I it's think, funny um, you say, Lou, just quickly about um, just while you're on the topic of, um, you know, you're saying to set an intention to have a family. You know, mm. I told you that story when I was in India when I was yes. 30 and yes. I did the Siradhara on my third eye. So it was New Year's Eve and I lay on this bed. I, I booked this appointment for the Siradhara, which is where they pour um, warm oil on your third eye for about 45 minutes. And I just lay on this bed and I pour the you know out of this beautiful um golden kind of teapot um thing (laughs) hanging from the roof and the woman just keeps coming and filling it up but I went into a full-on trance when I was in my Siradhara and before I went in there you know it was New Year's Eve you might want to call it a New Year's resolution or whatever but I was basically Mm. went in there and set the intention that I was ready to have a family 
And I sort of, I didn't ask the universe for a family, but I, I, I put the energy out there that I was ready. Mm. And um, anyway, we finished our holiday in India and had very oily hair for about three days, which I couldn't get out with excessive shampooing, <laughs> which wasn't very good when we were meeting all these hot German tourists. But oh, you anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but we got home to Sydney and then um, 13 days later on um we were up uh, in Balmain and, yeah, and I met Andrew and um, we got pregnant very quickly and mm-hmm. um, and here I am with my family. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, the biggest manifestation that I have made in my life and it was so instant and so direct. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the Siradhara helped because it puts you into that um, that sort of trance state or, um, you know, sci- more scientifically it puts yes. you into different brain waves yes. where your your um, your mind and spirit are kind of more susceptible to um, to be in that kind of creative controller mode of your life. Yes, it's like shutting down certain parts of your brain to let the intention side flourish as well, mm, mm. Um, which is why you do need that focus too. Um, but there's different practices you can do to get there. Um, you know, the meditative state is one. Um, mm. But also, I mean, being in a group setting. So I done a, um, a power of eight um, manifestation circle, which was really interesting. Mm. And it was with these um, spiritual women that I know. Um, well, I didn't know. And then we got to know each other through the circle. And we come together once a month and each of us would have a, 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 something that we wanted to manifest and, you know, trying to get into it all. And wow, the energy in the room, we, we would all sit. So it was for mm. eight minutes person um and we'd all have an intention and we'd sit there and we'd just all tune in to that person's intention and it was so crazy just what was happening and a lot of us would see similar images um have similar feelings um and I think that was what the whole purpose of this lady came up with it I'm not sure who it was you can sort of look, mm. at, look at it and see um but that was the point of it that if you're doing this in a group setting and, and everyone's focusing on the same thing it's like when you go to pray and and I will always say this now because I did abandon it for years and I was like oh, you don't have to pray for people like that doesn't work but mm. actually if you know when there's when you're in the realms of no time and space a prayer for someone is your focus of your thoughts there for mm. them specifically mm can bring healing to that and that's where I think I've mentioned it before last week I was saying about Dr. Joe Dispenza and um, he has a lot of healing groups and I know they have social media things where they put people's names on the group and they send a photograph and the whole group will focus on that person and their wellness and getting mm. their whatever situation they're in but so powerful it is it is and it's not just it doesn't have to be in a group setting it can be one person but these great circles that they do and even um in Thailand they've done thousands and thousands of people meditating on world peace and can you imagine Mm. that impact Mm. of that frequency that that is having on uplifting the vibration of the world and this well, we used to go to these dance parties too called Earth Dance. They used to have them once a year. This is like back in my 20s mm. or um, earlier, I can't remember. But they used to have these huge dance parties in the bush and um, they were called Earth Dance. They did them once a year. I don't know, maybe they still do them. But there was a point in the morning where everybody would stand in a giant circle and hold hands mm. and just put out, um, you know, good energy for the earth and healing energy for, for the earth and the collective. And I remember doing. I remember doing them. The biggest one we did. It was the biggest circle. You know, the person across from you was like a tiny little ant, and there were these huge, um, huge circles putting out that good intention and, and good energy. And I think that it definitely is more powerful when you're in that group setting and you're in nature and there was, um, you know, conducive music and 
Yes. Um, but I'll always remember those. I think back at that time, though, you know, I wasn't really even fully aware of the power of that situation. Whereas, no. you know, I'd love to go and do it now. I'd be like totally into it. Oh, I know. <laughs> Much imagine. more into it than you before. What realm you go to floating off there while you're in it yourself and you just close your eyes. Mm. Um, I've done the same. I've attended things like that and been half in, half out, but also had a lot of bad energy around me anyway. So it probably wasn't mm. like elevation um but yeah in that in that way and that methods that harnessing shows the impact that this you know because i the thoughts alone thinking and thinking in a certain wave pattern um of that high frequency mm. sort of gratitude love um will al- always attain the quickest intentions and the quickest results as well so mm. um when you go to festivals or when you go to places where there is that you know like a wedding can you imagine if at every wedding everyone set one intention and they all mm. manifested it in reality mm. each wedding mm. in the world mm. um you know we could make this practice that you do totally because um, i yeah i do it now even like there's a lot of people that you just want to pray for and even you know people that tell me oh, i'm going for an operation i'll always say a prayer for them and 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 when you're when you're going into the prayer it's like bringing in the visualization part of it too so you're visualizing their wellness and mm. the outcome or um just you know whatever result that you want from it which is always going to be a good result mm. bring that feeling in your body you want to feel it in in all over you want to feel from head to toe that that Mm. is the existence that you're stepping into that reality where it has occurred Mm -hmm. because there's also you know you can do the timeline shifting and I think we've talked about this where you can go from quantum levels and stepping into your highest timeline um is with intention like how Mm. else you do it and it's for the highest good then yeah Yeah. Mm. (laughs) it's gonna happen upon it and be like oh shit how did I get here um, you're going to have that intention like there's one I tell people to do where you can be in the shower because the shower is a good place or the bath um, to mm. sort of let things go imagine the water flowing over you and it's just taking every, all your worries away all your well, and it changes your negative ions to positive too when it you're does, in the water right. mm. yes. um, so you're stepping out and you can have that intention when you walk out okay I'm going to step into my highest timeline here and um, the highest version of myself because there's a doorway there so you're always going to step mm. Do it, but you can mm. do it anywhere, anytime. Step out the car, step out of anywhere. And intention is this real, real powerful tool that will get mm. you there to that high feeling. And you can do it like as a wee thing to say to them to do it. And you know, they come back and they tell me themselves, I had a full body change, like I felt it through my whole mm. self. Um, and I'm always about that going back into the body because it will give you answers and it will tell you more than mm. what you you know um and when you're choosing to do that you can do that all day if you want mm. if you feel mm. down into any of these what's the intention here right okay right Boom. i'm stepping into it. i'm stepping into that powerfulness for that ownership of your own reality and what you mm. want to be in that day because like you say that passive way of living you're mm. always going to get the same results all the time you're that's gonna right wake up and it's going to be the same you're just um, letting things so- happen to you and then you in a way then i think there's two you know if you're someone who sets in intention and you're living in a world with other people who set intention and other people who are living more passively you know you Mm. are walking around with this um kind of superpower or um not like an advantage that sort of sounds wrong but in a way you are sort of yeah it's like a tool you can use yes it is a tool it's a it is like superpower which I love it that you call it a superpower (laughs) like um like intuition and um it is another superpower and it's funny you say about the shower. I think it's, it is really good to tie 
like a ritualistic kind of element to it. And I think that when you add ritual or you set intention through a ritual as opposed to, um, you know, just saying something out loud or um, writing something down, it does, um, I don't know, it, it's kind of, it kind of gives more power behind it. I mean, I often would light a candle. So instead of saying a prayer for someone, um, you know, and I think people might think of prayer and think, oh, you're kneeling down by the bed and putting mm. your hands together. But you can actually set, I think, nice prayers and and send healing to people and have gratitude through lighting a candle for them, I think. And they do that in, in a lot of churches as well. But that's yeah. something nice to do at yeah. home is to, if so, yeah, if someone's having an operation or they're, um, they're going through a hard time, it's nice to light a candle for them in your home and then you say it burning as you go through the evening and kind of like a reminder of the intention that you yeah. set. And it doesn't like that you can do that too. Um, you know, you have when you have rituals around things, I think it's really good to start with that because it sort of draws you in and gets those brain waves and neural connections firing that you are now this person that you mm. do that. This it connects of, you to it more yes. somehow. And then the more that you're into it, the less you sort of have to hold it to ritual. I know some people are very into that and that really marks the ceremony for them. Mm. Um, but you know, I do it with my food. Um, you can bring, you can like I don't eat them, but if you if you eat McDonald's burgers, you can bring high life energy into the burger. You just have mm. to have attention, honestly. And even things like I don't know if I've said this because I don't know sometimes what I'm saying on here what I've said in real life. But um, <laughs> you know, you're like, did I have this conversation before? Um, but even doing it with um, God, my mind's wondering. Um, oh yes, sleep. So you know, saying like if you have. Um, you have a newborn and you're you're getting shit sleep you know it's like 20 minutes here 20 minutes there if you just have the intention see the sleep I'm going to get it's going to be the most um, beneficial sleep that I could have in this moment mm. put that to it and you're going to love that sleep mm. you're going to love that McDonald's burger and it's going to send high energy all through your body because you're bringing prana you're bringing chi you're bringing life force into yourself through mm. your own intention you are mm. in, you are in the, the hot seat for it mm. um, you don't need to, you know, live this way. Um, like I was vegan for a few years and it was like, oh, I'm clearing my body and I'm clearing out all this um, dense energy, you know, that I've had in a physical way. I could I could eat what I want, really. Like I, I choose to eat healthy now, but I could live any way that I want. But with that intention, you are you are manipulating what is happening mm, with mm. that food going and manifesting it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And that shows the power of it, you know. Well, like, it's, it's true. And Eva, it, you're saying about food. I just recall. Did you remember? Um, there was that guy who played different types of music to water, yes. and then um, the crystals in the water changed. You know, to be different shapes depending mm -hmm. on you know if you're yelling really angry, um, angry things to the water, or you were yes. giving it a lot of love. You know, it actually changed um, physically changed the structure of the does, crystals yeah. of the water. And they've done a lot of experiments uh, as well. I'm sure everybody would have heard with plants and telling plants that you love them. And they've done like these yeah. controlled experiments in labs where you know I don't know if they're in you know scientific labs but there have been a lot of experiments done with plants of giving them a lot of love and then also neglecting them and not giving them any energy and I'm not talking about water or sunlight I'm talking about like direct um oh, words you know yeah. words giving the energy and the power of yeah. words to to the plants and seeing how how they grow differently so if you think that that's happening with plants and water and that we are like complex energetic structures as as mm. human beings you have to think about how much you know it that does actually affect you and and how powerful you are you can be with with you know intention setting and prayer and um and those kind of things 
Yeah, it ties in with so much high consciousness. Um, I was reading a good book called The Secret Life of Plants, and um, it was about the consciousness of plants and how you could be miles and miles away, but if you think badly about your plant, it's going to start to have this reaction of fear or, you know, worry or panic. Um, mm. and like, and they were, they, what they done was they tied them up to them, connected them. You know, when you do a lie detector test, like a polygraph, is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Um, and the plant would give readings. So it was just this mm. guy who was a chief polygraph for somewhere. And he's like, I'm just going to connect my plant. That's fascinating. Oh, the book is, like, I highly recommend it. Um, mm. I just started it like in, a few months ago. And, you know, you're like, wow, this is just a lot to take in. Mm. <laughs> as soon as I read it, I was away. I was away at Easter um, up the coast and I was reading it. And then I was thinking of my plants at home. And I was like, God, I've been awful. And then I was like, giving them love. <laughs> No, uh, I was like, I love you guys. I love you so much. You're doing so well. Um, <laughs> but it's true, and I think that it's that would be a good time to also introduce the concept, really, that Lou would, that that you and I, I think, both um, subscribe to spiritually, and a lot of the spiritual community do, and some don't. But the concept of animism and that everything oh, yes. does have a consciousness. Um, if you think that we are one energy field that's all been split and fragmented, you know, into that duality, then um, in a sense, everything does have a consciousness. I don't mean a consciousness as in, um, you know, it can talk and um, necessarily think like a human being, not like a human consciousness, but consciousness in general of um of being part of one energy Oneness, field yes. and all coming from the same source and all being connected in that way. Because if you think if your body dies and you go into the ground, then it does break down, it does become soil. And then the soil, the minerals from that soil go up into a tree and they become a leaf and then they become oxygen. And then, you know, everything goes around and around in this, um, in this cycle. And so I think in that sense, you are connected to everything around you, which, opens up the possibility that setting intention and setting that kind of energetic intention or saying a prayer, those things do transpire. They do actually happen. It, it's not something that's in the mind or um, or imagined, you know. It is, to me, it is a reality. Yes, and I would say with that, like it brings, uh, it brings number one, awareness, and it brings connection into mm. what you're trying to manifest and bring to you. And also that it is all very heart-centered. So yes, it's in the mind. If m- the mind focuses and then the heart opens and the heart is what brings in because that expansion of love um, and that radiation on that vibration is going to attract it to you. So it really tunes you into these big energy centers of the body mm. that you can utilize um, that it you know we've neglected and our ways are very different from um thousands of years ago when this was a common practice of how to operate in the world but mm. yes everything in form of consciousness is is there to connect to um energy mm. and everything like you know your mirror you're uh, and you're looking in your mirror and how do you want that to feel back if you're looking in the mirror and you're saying God, i feel rough today or you're looking awful like that that mirror is absorbing that and that's what mm. you're going to see back time you look in it so mm. rather than yeah that, shift it, shift and the it negative into- thoughts do that you're right that you know like yes. I said um, earlier on that it doesn't it's not always positive you know if you are in this negative mindset and you are having these negative thoughts about yourself you are perpetuating that and you your life will you know continue in that way it's sort of a really bad yeah. cycle to be in 
It is. And how do you get out of it? You've just got to face it. Like, look at yourself and say, right, but why am I feeling that way? What's brought me to this point? Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel such and such about myself. Why do you feel that? And it's always just that funneling down and question. It's a really simple practice that we yeah, just, just self Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, in a way, like, you know, you and I, moms, we always bring it back to the kids. Yes. Um, like, the, I think the easiest way I was saying to you to bring it to the kids is just the gratitude and being thankful. Mm-hmm. Like, one, my kids couldn't even say thank for a few years but I was making it a part of our common language around the place um like we have it every day at dinner we'll say what was your favorite part of the day and then the next part is what are you thankful for mm-hmm. um, and that's at least one thing and you know then it gives the kids something that every day they can think back to oh yeah what is it you know what was that and it's not you know you don't win in all of it sometimes it's just like oh this dinner this dinner this dinner mm, yeah <laughs> um, depending on how old they are yeah, but it's just giving the, um, just opening the awareness of it to them. And yes. I'll always hammer it into them. Like, it's one of my main things. I'm like, do you know how grateful you are? Um, and it comes from that sense of where I've said to you before, you know, I'm trying to maneuver myself away from my way that I was parented into a bit more of an open, expansive way. Mm. And we, but we were told as kids, oh, you know, there's people starving in the world. You should be grateful. You should be grateful for this. Um, and it does make you that way. You know, you are grateful. Like my, mm. I would say, and that was my childhood. And I had that general outlook for my whole life then. You know, I'm very grateful for where I'm at. Mm. very mm. easy for you to bring that practice in. Um, so I think so subtly starting that with the kids and and that, like, you know, I, I will just, if we're having a conversation, I'm just like, God, kids, I'm so thankful I'm getting the day with you. Or um, reminding them in my sense what what I'm thankful for so that mm. they can mimic that in a way you know like they always will try and copy it or they'll say it because we've said it you know they're parents but um getting them in their own ways to think about what their life is and what they've got yeah. and yeah. you don't have to like you said you don't have to sit down and have a big talk about it you know just even those casual <laughs> comments as you're going through the day like oh I'm I'm, it's, I'm so grateful that it's sunny and that we're having a picnic. It's so, you know, um, you know, something as simple as just making those comments or having that gratitude. And then I think when you are then going to, to you know, integrate setting intention, even for children, like we said before, if you're coming from that place of gratitude and wholeness for what you already have, you know, then you can maybe ask for things that you want to bring in instead of, you know, having that kind of greedy mindset of, ask for what you want so yeah gratitude is such a good way for children to kind of learn about that and I think for me the kind of intentions um you can kind of set intentions as well quite casually in conversational style you know like you do with the gratitude for instance when we sit down to have dinner I might say just a sentence like you know um I'm really looking forward to sitting down and us all having a nice dinner Mm. You can kind of just even casually set these intentions or often when we go to school in the car, uh, when we're driving down the country road here, I will say let's and we will thank the universe for something and then, you know, maybe talk about something that we, we want to focus on that day. And the kids think it's hilarious when I do that. I think it's so funny. I'm looking out the window and I kind of look up to the sky and I say, um, good morning, universe. Um Today, you know, blah, 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 whatever we're going to talk about. and But they, the funny thing is they think it's hilarious, but then they do it, you know, then they will actually yeah. stop and they will think about something and say something. And 
Um, you know, so it's all just about being playful with it too, with children. Yeah, that's it. And I really, um, like, it's a new thing for me to bring in the prayer with the kids too. You know, like we always had it when we were younger that we would do a prayer of thanks before dinner. Um, oh, there you go again. That's where the gratitude came in. Didn't really remember that until now. Mm. Um, but with the prayer with the kids now, like I try to just say to them, and it's like, <laughs> it is more panic prayer. Like we lost one of the kids' soft toys over the weekend. Oh, no. Um, but we were, but I just said to the, I just said there last night, like, why don't we ask your angels and guides to help you? And in some way, the toy will come back. Mm. Um, and I, and you know, I'm leading it now with the kids because mm. this is for us. So I'm just like, okay, hi, angels and guides. Thanks for such a wonderful time um, uh, in the holiday. But um, can we, can we find a way to get this toy back to us? And that's it. Like, that's all you got to do. Mm. Um, I think with prayer as well, that's just another wee thing. If you're calling in the angels, like angels, you have your guardian angels and you've got all these angels around you to request for help. Mm. Um, so you don't have to direct it just to God. Yeah. You can go into whoever you want as your spiritual team. If there's someone close to you that's passed away, they're usually looking after you as well. You have these assistants that you can call in. You know, it's like a, a, a board of governors and you're just asking for them. Um, and it can be the simplest of things or it can be something that's gone around in your mind for years. And when you first address them, it's it's like you're taking the way um, I visualize it is that the angels are there and they're sort of shackled until you ask them for things. And then you're on un- unlocking the shackles by your intention um, with coming to them mm. and the prayer. So, um yeah, and just that will give you a bit more sense of... Um, yeah, it makes it a bit more tangible, I think, yeah. if you are directing it, you know, towards something um, specific. Mm. I think that's just, really... You're you're not on your own with it. You know, sometimes you can be there and you're like, oh, I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Yeah, but, but you're not on your own. That's the point. Yeah, no, true. No, and that's it. And it's, you know, you can refer to different people and you can refer to different places. You know, you can talk to a plant if you feel a connection with the plant and you... You know, they're in that oneness and that higher consciousness. You're bringing in um, just the frequencies again. It always comes down to this: what frequency you're on and what frequency mm. you want to get to, and the mm. mismatch between one and the other. How do we overcome that? Use all the tools that you can to get up there to where you mm. want to. Some of, some I, people don't want to. Um, most of us do want to be above what we already are so well, you can you know you can live your best life if you're using these tools I think that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the point of of using them and sort of um yeah have I always say have like this deep experience of life but it does give you that because you are actively creating your life and yeah it's funny I think that one of the the major tools like you said like to get those two frequencies together what is you know what is stopping that and I do think that the bl- the main one um which is sort of super cheesy but it is like believing in yourself and I think how do you kind of cultivate that? I mean, how do you even teach someone to do that? But I think, you know, all these really subtle practices of, you know, taking yourself off autopilot, slowing down, um, being in tune with those, yeah, more subtle kind of energies and uh, around you, your intuition, synchronicity, and sort of really noticing and learning how your mind um, works and your ego works through meditation. I think all those things cultivate that belief in yourself. And then when you have that, you can set intention and that's when you sort of start to see those those miracles taking place and I I, yeah I I was gonna say with the kids too I I tell the kids you know that they do have magic powers and Mm -hmm. my eldest daughter Eliane who's eight um you know she says no you don't mom you can't do magic and then I said but do you know even what magic is you know it's not about throwing a ball up and making it disappear um you know maybe if you're super super in touch you could do (laughs) stuff like that but you know I just said actually magic is 
are things that happen every day and it is making things happen with your mind, you know. If you want to, I don't know, you really want a yellow dress for your party, you know, think about it, um, set it out, say that that's what you want and then, you know, when we go to the shop there's a yellow dress right on the front of the hanger or, you know, I said those kind of things are magic and mm-hmm. not so much the those physical things like a dress yeah. but, you know, other things that you want in your life, you know, for our family to be happy or, um, you know, if there's a sick bird that we're, you know, nursing back to health, you know, all those things, thinking and putting those things out there, that that is actually a magic power and that human beings are magic. And It's the, it's the harnessing of the thoughts for the kids. So their thoughts yes. are distracted and they go everywhere. And you, you and I try to raise the kids in a way that's in the light and, and, and joy. And, but there's there's always factors you know they might see something where they'll they'll see like a bird or an animal died on the road and they're they're affected by that Mm. but and their thoughts are then taken away from who they can you know the centralization of themselves Mm. so I think by doing that and more and more like I do the same exactly the same I tell the kids you know you're you've got superpowers you're all superheroes because my son's obsessed and wants to climb like spider-man everywhere Mm. (laughs) and and I'm like he's like no but mommy if I grow up to that I won't be able to stick on the things and and then I'm like wait but what's your version of sticking on it like you could you could walk on places like I I I was telling about this documentary scene about the guy that done the the wall climb some Mm. guy called Alec america with no ropes climbed this big surface and he's like well i'm like see there he is it's mm. superman you just change your perspective about the, what the version is Real of life spider-man <laughs> yeah it was um and that's it like and i think because you know when we were growing up we had this fantasy of this was the life like definitely for me like i was in in belfast there was the troubles going on and it was all kinds of rubbish and shit childhood and all that mm. and having these is like a fantasy of what well, that's not real whereas with the kids you try and make it to them no everything's achievable you can be anything mm, like we went to that's right mary poppins, mary poppins the other week and one of the main songs anything is possible i was delighted i was like kids listen mm. everything is possible mm. <laughs> right into it. i was like anything is um and it's just putting your mind to it that's all yeah, and that, that brings it back to sovereignty in a way too because, you know, if you're teaching your children to be sovereign and you're honouring them for who they are and you're not moulding them to be, you know, a miniature version of yourself or to be this or that, then they do have that freedom to um, to ha- to do that, you know, and to believe in themselves. And yeah, to explore it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not in our sense. But um, yeah. do you wrap it up on that one? Yeah, I think we should, babe. That's um, yeah. so nice talking to you again about that. And I think it's so nice just to finish just, you know, I think manifestation and setting intention does flow really nicely off intuition. So it's like listening to your intuition, noticing the synchronicities and those kind of things will guide you to what that higher good is that you should be setting an intention for. And then when all of that is aligned, I think that's when you start to see those, those nice little miracles. Yeah, you'll it's like mm. you're um, living your life in stereo in one side and you've got this tiny little classical music playing in the background. Mm. And when you step away from the, you know, that passive way of living and it starts mm. to turn down the noise of the stereo and you're listening to the classical music more, just mm. paying attention to all those little things around you and thinking, mm. okay, how am I going to put the reins on this and take over? Um, mm. Yeah. All right. Cool. We can take that into our day now, Lou. Yeah, love it. I'm all about now. That's the same. I'm going to manifest for a good few hours. Yeah, yeah, me too. Enjoy. Cleaned. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.